Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, Sleepy Hollow fans, to the AfterBuzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. We're in for a horror-filled treat with the bride of Franklin Stein. Oh! <laughs> uh, no, the episode that was, was actually... Steven, not me. Jackie Borowski, <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing, Jackie? Don't, don't shy away from it, Jackie. Guys, it's okay, you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> thank you so much Steven for joining us. Soprano. Like that of a soprano All right, let me get through the man. intro, then you can screw around. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Sleepy Hollow After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Follow me throughout the week, throughout the show, at that Zach Wilson, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Now let me introduce my fantastic panel, starting at the other end, Stephen Lemieux. Hey guys, good to be back. And Jackie Braski. <laughs> Jackie Braski, you can find me on my website, 123jackieb.com. And we have, a, we have a new face joining us this week. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi guys, my name is Monis Rose, Sleepy Hollow fan extraordinaire. I was kindly invited by this amazing lady, these two amazing gentlemen, and I just want to say thank you very much. What's going on? Monis actually had never seen Sleepy Hollow before, and in the past <laughs> week, binge-watched all of it. That's right. My mind is numb. Wait, what's your favorite season? I'm curious. From My favorite season is yeah. this one. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. Season three, because If you I, said two, we might have to respectfully no, ask you to leave the No, I'm optimistic because <laughs> I want season four, so that's why go. it's season three. There we go. That's right. All right. So, one question before we get into everything, Zach, and you're going to hate me for this, but Uh-oh. why doesn't the hidden one just blow up Ichabod and Abby? <laughs> Why doesn't the hidden one do a lot of things? I mean, right. Why doesn't he do a lot of things? He can hit the pool of water and blow anyone up. Like, why doesn't he just do that? Okay. I'll, I'll, here's my here's my here's my response to that. The hidden one probably can't do it because it like in theory the kindred is one of his lieutenants. So maybe he has yeah. like a certain connection to them that he doesn't have to the witnesses. So your best lieutenant is somebody that humans created. And you weren't even around for, but he's your best lieutenant. Apparently. Well, okay, let's let's get into let's. Right I now know why he was sent away for hashtag hidden one logic. I yeah. really liked how though the pool just like bubbles, you know, at the end. But we had to wait until the end for it to bubble. Sponsored by Whirlpool. We have to wait for a lot of things <laughs> for the hidden yeah. one let's, to do. Let's get into uh, the the kindred, or as we prefer to call him, Franklin Stein. Franklin Stein. Franklin Stein. Um, That's fantastic. The return. So we of, have the bride of Franklin Stein. Yes. I love that you said that. <laughs> That's my. That's all I can think. Of while we're watching this, because uh, she even looks she like does. Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. After this episode, I had the exact same thoughts as Ichabod, where it's just like, 
That was odd. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was literally what I thought yeah. at the end of this episode. Yep. And then they killed Franklin Stein and Franklin Stein's okay. bride, and I was angry. Yeah, okay. Let's... Well, can, can we talk I'm about... I'm sorry, Zach. I'm just so angry. Can we talk about how angry we are that they killed Franklin Stein? Yeah. And not just, not just because we... Um, Manus, we are Named like him. huge Franklin Stein <laughs> characters. Like, like we, we love him. We just love him. Yeah. We love him. We've shipped him with so many characters, and <laughs> literally... Within one episode, they actually introduce a character, give him a love interest, make him the most shippable character on this show, and then give him that love. And this makes me think that if Ichabod and Abby ever get together, they're just going to blow them up in the same episode. He was the most proactive character of this episode. He was, he was actually doing stuff. Yeah, it was like it was like the opposite of Katrina. He was murdering people. He, he went out, doing stuff. got what he wanted, which More was Zoe, and then gave up Zoe for... He, he, he married up. He's like, Zoe... Bye. I got oh my Bride this, of Franklin Stein. All right, this all was right. an so, I Love You episode. It was a love here's episode. This was a Valentine's they, Day episode. They brought back... The, like, the, it, it's, the problem is that it continues a Sleepy Hollow trend that they've had over the years, where they've introduced these amazing characters or concepts or just ideas that they just erase within the same episode that they introduce yep. them. Preach. It reminds Preach. me of... Of uh, Thomas Jefferson's library that they just introduce and blow up within forty minutes. They <laughs> they introduced Joe originally and just it got rid of him. They eventually smartened up and brought him back, which is great. They brought Zoe but, back, which I'm so happy for. Well, I'm glad they at least did. Yeah, just, like because I, I don't think I kind of got forgot. a chance to talk about it last week. But I know, but I remember noticing like I'm like, what happened to Zoe? What happened to the immigration thing that was going on? Also, Ren Einsburn and the chat says the hidden one tried but he couldn't pool it off (laughs) so here's what I want to say about aside just aside from the fact that I wanted to see Franklin Stein's first date and aside from the fact that they were going to purgatory prom together I know and aside from the fact that I just love Franklin Stein as a character I also and I agree wholeheartedly with everything Zach said but I also think it's um this show, what what I'm finding that this season is lacking that the first season had was the first season had all these different like loose ends, like these nooks and crannies that we got excited about trying to figure it out. Yeah. And this season, because it keeps, I mean, it's a little bit serialized, but it's still falling into some monster of the week things that I thought Pandora's box was going to fix. I thought that the having this box and having all these monsters in this box or having all the monsters come in for MonsterCon, I thought this was going to fix the the serialized problem. I thought, here we are, we're drawing all these monsters together for a bigger purpose, and then at the end of the episode, you kill one of your biggest monsters that's tied to the main character, the main bad guy, the Headless Horseman. For what? It's like, why did you close that plot line? Why wouldn't you not leave that plot line open? I I have to disagree with you here, because I never thought that Pandora's box would get rid of the Monster of the Week. If anything, it just opens the box for Monster of the Week even more so. But it gives you an opportunity to tie those... If you're going to do episodic TV with those Monsters of the Week, it gives you the opportunity to tie it all together in a way that slowly builds a an, an overarching story. And that when they blew it up, they sort of removed themselves from that. Or, like, if they're doing it, they're not doing a good job with, like, tying it all together. And that's sort of what's frustrating. But... Uh, before we get into like all of like the problems, let's let's go back to this house because I want to. What do you guys think of the Kindreds 
intro at the top of this episode where he like saves a woman from being raped and then murders her in the next beat. Do they cancel each other out? <laughs> like in the karmic scale of like good to bad, is he like well, still neutral or is he kind of more dark side? No, I think it's dark side because like his save has no effect. <laughs> it was, well, it was a great start into an end. You know, he kills. He actually kills true love at the beginning, and then he his own true love is killed at the end. Aww. He did not kill true love. What happened was he straight up murdered true love. Five. No, no well, she was true love. There was a rapist. Yeah, that yeah. made me. Really mad. Yeah, it made that, me really mad. You're right, that's because, not true love. Right. No, 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 no. Well, sorry, we, we overspoke. We <laughs> no, weren't thinking. In the kindred spirits. No, no, no. Avoid the subject. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Moving on, Jackie. No, it made me so mad. Like that intro made me so mad because Sleepy Hollow has been straying away this season from some of the cliches that that fans hate. And here you have the old cliche where you have, like, guy and girl in the car. And, of course, instead of them being in love, the guy is a rapist because you're looking at it and you're like, this is a creepy scene. Of course it has to go creepy because we're just being formulaic right now. And so they they have the formulaic ending where the guy turns out to be a rapist and then he comes and saves the girl. And then it's like, I, I wanted to punch this girl in the face because instead of being like, oh, uh, my rapist is being murdered, I should probably run, which any logical person would think. She's like, hey, excuse me, I want to talk to you, murderer. This is fabulous. Let's have a conversation. Oh my God, you stabbed me like, to death. Oh my God, effing, thank you. You effing idiot. You should have just turned and ran like any normal ass person would if they noticed that someone was being murdered. The many inactive characters in this episode. I'm sorry, but... I mean, the thing is, like, what I will say about the opening that was good was that I like the the way that it was, that it plotted out with, like, the return of a character that we recognize, where he comes in and saves the day. The specifics maybe could have been tweaked, but the idea of coming in and saving the day, and we're like, oh, he's still good. He saved us. And then he turns... I'm intrigued. I'm in. Like, I'm invested again. I I understand that, but I also understand the fact that, okay, let's say somebody is pointing a gun at me and saying, I'm going to kill you in the next five seconds, (laughs) and then somebody walks by that I can't really see very well and stabs him over and over again with a halberd. I'm probably not going to grab the arm of the guy stabbing and be like, right? thank you so much! Oh my you're God. just going to run! You're going to like, be like, here's a murderer killing a rapist, I shall exit. I would be like, left. holy crap, what the hell is going on? I'm out. Right? Like, first of all, I don't know why this guy has a gun, guy has a gun on me. Why does that man have a halberd and why is he stabbing him more than once? Exactly. It makes me mad because we do have a lot of we have a lot of characters in Sleepy Hollow who do a lot of reasonable thinking. We have people like Abby and Jenny and Crane who are all these smart, like reasonable thinking characters. And then you have this scene where you're like, "This is a smart person's show. Run, run! <laughs> you need to get out." It, it was like scary movie where like she yes, sees the banana totally and the gun and the knife, movie. and she takes the banana instead. <laughs> totally scary totally. movie. But I gotta say, nothing. Tainted, like the scene, as dumb as that, like was for me. Nothing tainted the return of Frankenstein because I was so excited that freaking Frankenstein was, the thing, was back. I was willing to forgive like any problems I had with the opening, just like because he's back, and I was like, I'm intrigued at why he's back and all that. And so we got into it. What do you guys think of the fact that he's talking now? You follow, she dies. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, the thing is, they started to set up these these little things where, like, okay, they go back and they they figure out with Franklin's notes that he's becoming more human thanks to all thanks to whatever like the, the nature of the kindred. Um, what do you guys think of the, that? Whole? But you never see really progression. In with the kindred, you never see that. I mean, yeah, he talks a little bit, but he never actually. And then by the end, he's actually holding, you know, his uh, lover's hand. I, his hand. But I, I think mean, that's what you said was part of the reason that, like, I was angry in the end because here you have opened this door where you're like, now we're we've given this character some humanity to make him even more interesting, and um, and then you just kill him off. I was like, what? What the f? You know, it's not even that they killed him off. What I'm more disappointed is that they killed off. Headless's head, like yes, because if if the hidden one was like you son of a bitch or whatever, and then disappeared, appeared next to them, blew her up, and then grabbed the head, pulled it off, and then blew the body up, I'd be like, okay, keep the head. The head is an important plot piece that you can pull out of the pocket at any time, and you just blew the freaking thing up, and it's supposed to be indestructible, right? Like they couldn't destroy it. You know what the worst part is. They said, if you listened at one part of the episode, they said they called the kindred the last remnant of the pillar of death. That means that the headless horseman is gone, is truly gone as far as the show is concerned. They've gotten rid of the headless horseman. You know what? I'm throwing my notebook. What sucks though too is because (laughs) I had such high hopes that he was becoming more of the Headless Horseman because he was riding the horse. He was doing like the yes! snap. I was like, that is so Headless Horseman. Yes! Yeah, I was so Abraham. I was expecting Abraham, I was expecting Neil Jackson's face to like grow on the kindred yeah. and then like, yeah, Abraham Van Brunt just like rides in and is like pissed off. It could have been like, they could have kissed and then for a second you saw like the real faces of who they were like in ghost form before they walked off. Like a very, um, I forgot the name of the movie, but yeah, it's just a cool moment where you see who they actually are. Because at least then we would know it's Abraham's head. We would get an introduction to mystery character, whoever the bride of Franken- Frankenstein is. I don't know. I thought that would have been pretty cool. Cheesy, Plus, but that cool. That, that would have brought us in more. It would have actually caused more emotion, you know, maybe a little more conflict to actually you know, let us care more for the character. Plus, yeah. I would have liked to see Pandora seeing what Franklin Stein did for his bride. Yeah. Because that would have yeah. gone development on her character, because her whole thing is between love and power, and his whole thing was using power to get love, and now she's dealing with this whole uh, internal struggle as she needs power to rule better. She even offers it to him. He's like, if I had more power, we could rule together. And he's like, I'm going to change the subject. She's like, in... If she had seen... <laughs> that plot line annoys me, too. Yeah. Because I, she's yeah, in a... Hold on, like, I need my notepad back. I actually have a lot of written on it. Yeah, she's in, <laughs> she's in, like, a classic abusive relationship where it's like, she actually, if she just wasn't with the hidden one, she would shine on her own. Because we know that she has shown on her own. So she's, she's doing this timid, like, oh, well, if I could share my power you could give me some of my power back. So one of our fans commented on the show being like, oh, she, she gave up her power for love because she wanted to do that. I don't think she actually really wanted to do that. I think she's just doing it because she's being abused by this. Well, really yeah, also, the most guy. messed up part is that the, the hidden one like went off on how useless love is it, right? like, to his girlfriend who sacrificed everything for him. They are constantly saying to each other, my love, 
I do that, and he's just like, "Love is terrible. It's the worst." <laughs> but uh, he the has showrunner, such a beautiful voice. The showrunner apparently said yeah. that there is that they're not bringing Headless back at all. Well, so he said that on a panel. I, I had heard that, but I don't trust showrunners anymore because, like, the smart ones lie to us. And Eric Olin's in the chat. He watches every week. Tweets at us. Eric, uh, hey, you Eric. said that Katrina as the Kindress. Katrina can't be the Kindress because the Kindress was made in the past. Yeah, and Katrina's yeah, yeah, yeah. In the present. Uh, Just, the Kindress was a body that had been left in the in that little hidey hole wall in the opera right. house. Imagine if the Kindress was made from. Um, Freaking Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Like, that would have been another storyline. It's the head of Betsy Ross. Like, what? I mean, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would have bought that. But, they, the, the point is, they, to, to, to create these interesting characters, and like, they, these two people, these two monsters running around out there, what do they want? What are they going to do next? And literally I just like the blow idea it up. I like the idea of like a Sid and Nancy kind of romantic bad guys. Ooh, I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I like that kind of idea. And it's like they just got rid of it. Yeah, I, was I, like, I think it's just like when you, like choices lead to different outcomes. You can play Mass Effect or video games or whatever, and they have a whole tree that shows, like, if you make this choice, you go over here, but this is still going on, you can intersect. Like, with writers, when I'm watching the show, I'm like, okay, so they have many branches that go off, and Frankenstein was a branch that went off and never connected, so we were always having it in our mind that this could be a possibility. It played to us more. We had more options to choose from with where the show could go. And now they bring him back and we're excited because that branch that was such a small thing in this first season came back. But I was excited when they were walking off because I'm like, okay, they're becoming human. Yeah. They're characters that have huge importance in this show just based on the fact that she is made of parts of people from the past that you could bring back at any time. And he is the Headless Horseman's head and a character that was created or brought to life by Ichabod and Abby. So there is a connection there. Yeah. And they're gone now. It's just like that. Like, it's just... It just was such kind of a it's, disappointment that the writers would make that decision. Well, to continue your branch theory, they, they let this amazing gra- branch grow that could, that had a lot of potential. No that pun could intended amazing, for the first half of the season. But... <laughs> nice. Pun very uh, But they, they, they cut off the branch before it could bear fruit. Yeah. And, like, it could have given us such amazing storylines down the road and continue to do that if you let this character come back and do different things. But to then blow it up with a snap of the hidden one's fingers just seems like a waste. No, he just, he played Splish Splash, he was taking a bath. Whatever he did. And just, like, yeah, a lot of things this episode, a lot of things, especially even, like, last season, we shall not talk about it, but, yeah, things just happen. Like, yeah, they just you're right. happen without... Any reason. It seems very haphazard. Like, that ending to me was very haphazard. Yes. And here we were all... It's like, you you clearly know this was a fan favorite because you named the episode after the Kindred, and you built it up so much in the previews that... Why would you do that if you knew it was a fan favorite? Like, why? Probably just because they're sick of us saying bad things. But there have been They were probably like, they like the kindred. Let's strike them where it hurts the most. Right? The kindred. No. (laughs) You've made us angry. I really love Holly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you Would said that, that Zach. I'd oh, like no. to come back for a second and uh, there talk have been to you plenty sometime. Of shows, though, if you bring him back, they'll blow him up, right? There have been plenty of shows, though, that bring back bad guys that they never intended to be, like, main characters just yeah. because the fans love them. Yeah, exactly. But to then bring them back and get rid of them, right? right just as Why fast. Why would you do that, Sleepy Hollow? Why would you do that? <sighs> um, it just... it. 
before we just like make get on a tangent of like yelling the whole <laughs> we want more kindred um, it was it was a frustrating choice and but i it was it was cool to see him come back i thought the idea of him coming back and being evil mm-hmm. for like and but he's cuz he's becoming human and he like wants like love and all this i thought well, that was and, a very interesting choice and the guilt of having having these having um crane and abby Create know that they created this monster that's now killing people. Yeah, which I, mean, I want to talk about that for a second. It's because at the end, like they get they like solve the 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 momentary problem of him killing a lot of couples running around. Right. But then they let these two like very powerful <laughs> monsters just sort of walk away. Hey, Zach, <laughs> they got love. They do. And you know what? We had two powerful monsters in Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, and together. They have love. That's true. And they have caused less damage because of it. Don't compare Kimye to the Kindred family. <laughs> I mean, they're just as scary to look at, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, I do want to say, looking from a devil's advocate point of view, we do learn something more about the Hidden One in that he does not tolerate anything of digression from his plan. So he's he's kind of like King Joffrey in that his underlings are his toys. He'll do whatever he pleases with. He has a fit, he kills them, he doesn't care. So I think that'll be something that Pandora realizes later on as well. Yeah. Where she view, sees him more and more treating the things that he should treat as subordinates as just things to be used. And I think your I think your previous prediction is just becoming more and more true. Like she's gonna wind up betraying him because yes. he's being such a dick. I I mean if that doesn't happen, I will be very angry. I but the, will be pro- very but the angry. problem is like now we see it coming we're seeing it coming right. from a mile away. <clears throat> so like I hope there's more to it than just like she turns on him. Right. I hope that it's not she turns on him and helps the witnesses. I think it's she turns on him and becomes the big bad. Yeah. That's what I want to see. That would be way better. Yeah. Uh, But then, like, why did the hidden one come back anyway? (laughs) Because that actor is pretty cool and he's got a cool voice. Yeah, he also has potential to be so scary. I know, but that's it's not it's not fair, writers, to rely on somebody who just looks cool and talks cool. You you have to give the actor something to work with, and they're not giving this actor anything to work with. Like basically, he's just like a shirtless guy who's talking cool. Right now, yeah, I'm still willing to see no where movement, it goes. Right. Whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. I think everyone should hit the thumbs up right now. Yeah, hit I mean thumbs those up. thumbs up are real important. They're really important. You know what else is important, Zach? iTunes. How did you know? I did. I have psychic abilities oh my God. that I got from Pandora's box, guys. <laughs> why does it sound dirty? No matter how many ways you say it, she wants her box back. <laughs> she wants give the her, her box back. The hidden one has taken her box. Oh my gosh! Whoa. He, he destroyed her box. Pandora misses her times? box. <laughs> the hidden one is not sweet at all to Pandora's box. He blows it up. All right, guys. Whoa. He needs latest, to be more sensitive with it. Our, our yeah. latest reviewer, which is kind of like part of our panel gentle at this with point. The box. Do they? Do, do you think she likes it gentle? Let's stop there. <laughs> Uh, Lana Vice always comments every week on iTunes. You should be like Lana Vice. Um, she says, or he says, because this is thriller, thriller, because this is thriller, thriller at night. The kindred couldn't stop the gods' tantrum strike. Oh my god. I liked the allusions to the Frankenstein's monster novel, not movie, storyline with Frankenstein's own progression. His romance ending felt a little fan. fanficky to me, but I enjoyed it and wished the Frankensteins had survived. By the way, how can the. F- Flop gotten God. <laughs> yep. Murder the kindreds sure. by just slapping a puzzle, but can't stop the witnesses via the same. Yeah. And where did Franklin get the immortal part to create the kindreds with? Anyway, I'm liking Pandora's obvious journey to betraying her master. I mean, husband. Yeah. 
Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thank you for writing. That was pretty good. Ways. I also want to thank, um, specifically in the chat, like, thank you everyone for joining us live. Uh, there's like almost thank 60 you. of you. It's awesome. Um, but especially I want to thank uh, Anastasia Shear, who is joining us at like 4.30 in the morning from Belarus, she said. Belarus! Awesome. Pretty cool. You are a cool person in my book. You're as cool as Franklin. Someone's shipping Panda Abbey. <laughs> Dude, I'd ship Panda Abbey. That'd be, that'd be a show that I'd yeah, watch. I'd whether watch the storyline was terrible or not. <laughs> um, I, no, but it's like, I, that, I could see Pandora like having a thing for Abby. Not yeah. necessarily the other way, yeah, but I like, I could see sure. Pandora like falling in love with Abby. Yeah, I could see that for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I ship it. I, I do see Pandora coming out of this as liking women. I see that. <laughs> okay, so that aside... <laughs> Get 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 your minds out of there, um, Ichabod and Abby. Now We're that he's, are you asking? This up let's for clear. Anybody. Let's clearly discuss this now because all the fans hate you and Isaac, and they only like Jackie because apparently we don't give Abby the credit she deserves. Because Nicole Bahari is an amazing actress and she deserves all the credit in the world. She's Nicole a great Bahari actress. Nicole Bahari is she amazing. Is. She, is. And she does deserve all the credit. I just, I just don't like that. Like Abby and Ichabod together. So let's just let's just tell Zach to shut up for now. All right. Uh, uh, from you from the, the people on YouTube, Zach, shut up for a moment. They're obviously setting Ichabod and yes. Abby up together because Ichabod's side chick Zoe is now no longer in the picture, and Abby has her problems, but she always comes back to Ichabod. They have their souls embrace and all that stuff. They're witnesses together, and they, they drink beer and play chess together at night. Oh yes, a that's, fake Sam Adams version. Love yeah, it. that's. Yes. I mean, that's if that's not love, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, what was the breakfast they wanted to get? Do we think this will happen this season? Do you think, think we'll see will we see lips touch this season between Ichabod and Abby? I think that would be the finale. Like I see it yeah. as like things getting so crazy and stressful in the finale that I see that as happening in the finale. Yeah, season. and they need that time to sort of build it up because again, it just doesn't feel right at this point. They need time to like slowly build towards that if they're going to actually go through with it. Um, I mean, Ichabod like. He, he he had a he had a good thing going with Zoe, but then he ghosted upon her. Well, I want to I want to throw a prediction out here real quick. A big theme with the Hidden One and Pandora and their relationship is that they shared power, so that Pan, so that the Hidden One can do more. What if to save Abby or to save Ichabod, they have to share power? Because the the witnesses do have a certain power, oh, we just don't sense. know. But let's say Ichabod has to give up his witnessing power to save Abby at some point, and then the difference they correspond with, you know how. Or what if their the powers? Hidden... What if their powers combined, they make Captain Planet? That works too. Oh, I mean, do I the like witnesses really have power? They 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 have a, a like predestination. They have a fate, but I don't know that they really have any specific powers. No, I'm not sure. I'm but, not sure, but, but I they can like turn they they can make the incantations that turn the kindred into a living being, and the same thing with the the. Is that because rats. they're witnesses? See, I don't understand because this is one of the problems we've talked about before, where it's not clear like who has the power to be a witch, who has the power to just like do words have power? Do you just speak the incantations what about, and anyone can do it? What yeah. about even just power aside, life force, the power of your soul? Whatever want to use, whatever term you want to describe it, it's a good balance when Pandora knows that Hidden One took all of her power and won't give any back, 
and to see if Abby or Ichabod can give all of their power and then the other one have the ability to give some of it back, to give the other half back. Like, I think that would be a good balance between the two couples, if we're going to consider Ichabod and Abby a couple at this point, to show and to kind of change Pandora's mind a bit. I don't know. Throwing it out there, trying to make the fans happy by talking about this subject. I don't think it makes sense. I would like... um I guess I would also like Pandora and, you know, Abby to be more proactive, to hold more of their own to the men in the show. I, I just felt... I think Abby does. Yeah, she and does. And I think Pandora did, but when they brought in the hidden one, everything for Pandora took a back seat. She had this cool beginning where she could do, like, she could change outfits with, like, just the blink of an eye, and she, um, what did they call that in... Forget what, what they call it. When, like, when you can like when you can pretend to be something else to somebody else. Right. I, I, I just feel with Abby's PTSD is draw you know draining her you know bringing her you know making her a little less active you know not as equal as she has been. I think that honestly, like I think that is just for this episode, really. Because she had a very active role in the last episode. That's true. Where she found out the scabbard, where it goes, and got down the hole and asked Ichabod to, like, serve her soul on the way back. Um, So she was really active in the last episode. I think it's... They have to deal with the fact that if you're in a hellscape for a year and you're not eating, you're not sleeping, like... They they had to do something to address that mm-hmm. because it's just weird if the character bounces back and is like, I feel great after being in that terrible place. <laughs> um, but what do you think about her like basically deciding to quit the FBI? Like she almost is acting like she's never going to go back. She's going back. She told Reynolds she was coming back to her job at just the end like of the that. episode. Yeah, yeah I mean, back. I I think too like stress can do weird things to people, and I think that um, she was thinking in her head she was going to have to decide between being loyal to Jenny, who, like, you know, they had this whole side plot going where um, it was Jenny and Joe with that other dude who's coming back next episode. Um, And Reynolds, yeah, and Reynolds knew that she knew about all that. So it's like, does she sever her relationship with Jenny or damage that? Or does she damage her work relationship? And at the time, she felt like she was having to choose between the two. But I think now that we have Agent Freckles that she can send Agent Freckles out to do all that, uh, like, that hard work that um, might interfere with the Jenny Joe situation. Yeah. So I feel she has another person, like, in her in her camp, so to speak. That's why it's good when you have more characters, like, in, in on the, in, like, yeah. the world. Like, it get, after three seasons, like, you need more people to be, like... Aware that there are monsters running around, right? Because um, like the the game of like, oh, but I can't let my boss find out that we're investigating these crazy things. Like it's tired, and like even with like Zoe, like when she got kidnapped, there's part of me that was like sort of hoping that she was just going to be in on it for a little while, and maybe yeah. not like stay with us long term. But like I could see like, but that would have been fun, like Ichabod and her dating while she's like aware of like the insanity that is his life. I think like, whatever also, your feelings though, about them long-term. Like, that would have been fun. I think, though, I think what they're avoiding was, like, an early Lois and Clark thing where, I mean, once Lois was in on it, it made it a little bit easier to deal with. But when they were dating, it's like, you saw what the problem was. The problem is when you have a secret identity or you have a secret, this secret, like, mystical side life going on, and you're protecting that person from it, you can't be in a relationship. 
Like, yeah. you can't give yourself to that. Right also, I think if, if they literally had Zoe come into the fold, it would be exactly the same as Joe and um, Jenny's relationship. So I don't think that's a good idea to have two things that I don't are think exactly- it would be. I think my problem, my problem with... I like Zoe as a character, but I think the problem with Zoe as a character is she's, like, largely ineffectual in that area. Like, she's not going to... She's not the kind of person who's going to step up to the plate and be like, I'm going to delve into research and do crime. No, but that's what I think would have been interesting about keeping her around is that, like, because we... All these people have been just become, like, great investigators and warriors, and to have somebody who doesn't fit that role because it maybe is something that Ichabod either wants or needs in his life... Like, that would have been a different dynamic than we have with, like, Jenny and Joe off working together. Can I just say something real quick? Because we only have so much time left. Yep. Um, I think we need to talk about the possibilities with Jenny and Joe talking about Jenny's father. I'm yeah. so excited for that. Because oh, I really need to know... What I really want to know is what you guys think will happen with the father. Is he going to be involved? He had the relationship with their mother, which obviously was strained due to everything the girls went through and everything the mom went through. They're building it up too much for him not to somehow be involved in a mystical capacity of right. some kind or another. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I have no idea what that would be. And that Zippo lighter is going to come back yes, I'm gonna, in a very important way. Yes. I'm going to make a prediction about that. All right. I'm going to predict that the hidden one takes on the face of their father. Huh. I'm going to predict that he takes their Why? father's to what, place to, what end? to get to the to get to get the witnesses. You mean to pretend to be her father. Yeah, he's going to yeah. pretend to be her father. So we're seeing her father, but it's really the hidden one. Whether hmm. it's, I don't think it's possession. I think it's just literally shape-shifting. And I think... That's what kind of what I was thinking of. Because, like, Pandora could do that kind of, like, yeah, she can shape-shift. shape-shifting. So obviously the hidden one can do it. Right. So... What I think is going to be the give that makes the that makes Jenny distrust him is the hidden one as her father will see the lighter in her hands when she's playing with it and not recognize it and she's going to catch on that he didn't recognize the lighter in her hands. That's Done. a good call. That's, That's a good awesome. Call. Yeah, I'm done with that. The hidden one's shown that he can't use excessive amounts of power against the witnesses. He can't blow them up through his puddle, so he probably has to get down and dirty. <laughs> Get into the ranks, figure this stuff out, and the father is the only character right now that the witnesses need to be involved in that's personality is an unknown. Right. So yeah. even if she met her father, she wouldn't be able to notice if anything was off because glamour. she doesn't know him. That glamour. was the word I was looking Ivan for. Glamour. Like, glamour was the word Jackie was looking for. <gasps> but I think that would be that would be probably the smartest move. And then we can get three or four episodes or less if you want. Of Hidden One as their father. Yeah. Get to know your father. It's not actually your father. Sorry. I'm going to damage you uncontrollably. That could be interesting. I'd I'd be interested to see that. Um, Running low on time. What do you guys think? The symbol. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're a step ahead of me, Jackie. Yeah. Um, What do you guys think about the symbol that that, uh, Abby was carving or writing in blood on her desk? Um, it's the I mean it's the symbol from the the, hidden the wall. It's on the, the symbol the, for the hidden. Is one. it the hidden one symbol? Yeah. So does that is that supposed to show that he's like gaining control over her? Then I don't think he's gaining control over her, but I think it means that she's responding to the call. Oh, like she's a monster, or she's a, by the by the like by the definition, the definition of bo- she, set by the box. She is a spirit that escaped from the underworld. Because oh. through the well, she escaped. She wasn't set free. She, she escaped. escaped yeah. So yeah. literally, if you're going to say demons are things that escape from other worlds and entered on Earth, then the call should affect her. 
I can see that. I can see that. Because uh, the only other thing I was thinking of is like some sort of possession. Because she seemed to be like really confused about the fact that she was writing it. You know. Yeah. No, it, it was. I mean, yeah, it was clearly like a, one of those like I got a message in my head, and right. I just like I, I don't know what it means, but I kind but of similar to the, the close Jenny encounter. Possession. Yeah, it's the close yeah. encounter style. Like I don't. Know, this means something. Plus, yeah. like this, this warrants all of her PTSD, all of her flashbacks, all of her troubles. Right. They actually mean. You know, they actually they mean, mean something. something. The only thing that really catches me is all of her like pop culture references, like calling uh, Ichabob like Watson and stuff like that. I don't know if that's going to play uh, become more of a storyline but at least her PTSD in that front yeah it's uh, gravitating towards something I was just explaining in the chat that the personality for my theory the personality of the father would still be the hidden one but you wouldn't be seeing the actor for the hidden one so you'd still get the actor to see you'd still have that actor to show his jobs because of the glamour Um, and they said I don't know I think it's been done before and my response to that is since when has this show done mostly original stuff. I mean, it's done a lot, but like I it, it, ta- it it's not it's not shy from taking tropes and taking things from other stuff. I mean, Bride of Frankenstein, guys. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think it I think they could do it in a clever way that would be The show, good. yeah, the show the show takes it, it's like any other show though that that has like a that has like a sci-fi fantasy supernatural element. It's going to take from different pieces of culture and then mark it as its own. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff coming. Uh, I'm very excited to see what we what we get uh, going forward. Um, before we get into predictions, I think it's time for a trip to Sleepington Abbey. This week on Sleepington Abbey, the, the, our heroes raise a woman from the dead specifically so that a monster can have sex with her. And among many other Questionable decisions. Most scandalous. Scandalous indeed. Ooh. Hello, Governor. <laughs> I heard that Ichabod wanted to eat the early burr special at colonial times, but that special is just disgusting and it was most scandalous. Most scandalous. Mr. Brad Jenkins was on a date with Miss Olivia Pennington in their car when it seems he made a move too far for her liking. We took and care then of it he with was a halberd. <laughs> Most scandalous. scandalous. We killed him with a halberd, which is the style of the day. I heard that Mr. Ichabod Crane was caught ghosting upon his mistress, Miss Zoe. Oh, like Sean Penn. Most scandalous. Most scandalous. Sean Penn, scandalous indeed. And that has been Sleeping to Nabby. Manus is so confused. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bravo, though. I would pay money to see that show. I well, luckily, money. I think nobody a lot of does pay have money to pay money. To. All <laughs> they have to do is hit that thumbs up and leave us a comment rating on iTunes and comment after the video's done. Yeah, thank you guys for your support. Be sure to go on to iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, hit us with the rating, subscribe to AfterBuzz TV on I Twitter, have to, I have follow to say, us in all different places, and it's all free because of your support. By the way, I love that the fans in the chat roll are calling the, the plants that Ichabod gave Abby a love fern. I just love a love, love fern. fern. I love that. Oh. You mean the cactus? The cactus is a love fern? Yes. Love a fern. prickly love. Love yes. is so prickly. That's so deep, Ichabod. Just makes me think of, what is that? I think it was New Girl, where it, like uh, Nick takes cactus to mean like, oh, it's the death of our relationship. Oh my god. It's random. Sorry, random reference. All right. I think it's time for some predictions before we get out of here. Wait, we haven't done predictions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, my whole, my whole episode is predictions. We I'm always, done with my predictions. Yeah. 
I'm good. All right. Uh, you've, you're, you're, you're settled? I'm good. We, I mean, I feel like we made the predictions yep. that we're going to make, and I feel like the previews didn't really give us much. No, what if we even see? Like, I watched them before. I right watched before, them and they were and so I forgettable. Like, I was like, I don't we saw know a monster said. and we saw Nevins is back. Oh yeah, oh, Nevins yeah. is coming back. I mean, like, yeah, bring him back. That's cool. Um, I, I mean, I think you know, it's, I, I he'll probably die. Yeah, I could give. I couldn't care less. He's on it. For, <laughs> I know what you're about to say. He's on it for a second episode. I can't. He, I couldn't he, give he, two if of he them. Lo- if he looks yeah. like he's going to serve any purpose. He's gonna die. Yeah. Uh, Joe's gonna become a professional glass harmonica player. Yeah. Yes. He already is. I love what that was there that? was a, I love that it was a lullaby that yeah, he had all, to like. And yeah. right then he just knew how to do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna tell you something. It's you're not gonna like it, Zach. Uh oh. I think in the next two episodes Holly's gonna come back and, and they're gonna, gonna stab him in the face. <laughs> and then they're gonna blow him up at the end. I mean that wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> but then he'll be back. And Franklin Stein won't. <laughs> Don't bring it. Was, kill him. Bring him I, back if you're going to kill him, but don't bring him back. Was, what was our back. ship name for Frankenstein? I can't remember. We had Frangeniki Merlving, but that didn't include Frankenstein. It could have. Did we have a ship name for Frankenstein? Frangeniki Merlvingstein. If you know our, our ship Let's name Let's just for make it an orgy in that ship. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV for the Sleepy Hollow After Show. We'll be back again next Sunday night at 5 p.m. Until then... Stephen Lemieux, where can everyone find you? You guys find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-A-M-I-U-X, and check out my other network, the Popcorn Talk Network, for all your movie discussion needs, whether it's Marvel, Jedi, DC, or otherwise. Check it out at youtube.com slash popcorntalknetwork, and follow it on Twitter at the Popcorn Talk. Jackie. You can find me on my website, 123jackieb.com. That's where my Twitter, my Instagram, everything. Blog, whatever. Ooh, sorry. Really cool prediction from Grand Mole. Mail. I was hoping the hidden one summoning demons would trigger the Wendigo and Joe again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wendigo good. Joe! That's good. Hashtag Wendigo Joe. Monus, where can we find you? You can find me on my website, restaurantfiction.com, where we review every single uh, restaurant, bar, and club featured in TV and film. Please check that out, and you'll get all my information. Cool. And you guys find me on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-L-S-O-N. And a whole bunch of shows here after us, including Grimm, coming up next. Very exciting episode. We're going to get into it then. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. No scandalous. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 